Hello listeners thank you for tuning in my guest for today is Pavitra Ravishankar and she has over a decade of experience in mobility and automotive aftermarket domains in my recent interactions i found her to be a zealous person who puts soul in both professional and personal undertakings she is an agile enthusiast who loves to explore new aspects of agile methodologies and apply it in day to day life interesting fact she is a huge fan of carnatic music and she holds a degree from the karnataka music academy Hi Kevin, thanks a lot. Thanks for that man. Tell me about your experience with AIMA and NCYM, the Young Manager Award that you won. Can you walk us through that? What was that all about? Sure. So um, this is AIMA, All India uh, Management Association. So they've been in this industry like uh, uh, for more than uh, three or four decades. So every year they come up with a contest. that they give a team and encourage the young managers to participate in it so the aim of this is to bring out the uh, you know management aspect the talents within young managers and competitive edge and what they are up to so uh, the edition which we participated was the 46 national competition for young managers so every year they come up with a team and need to submit an offline synopsis and then there is a presentation where all the companies across india participate So we participate in different regions, and the regional winners are then taken up to the national. So uh, the theme for this year was transformation leadership, winning strategies in uncertain times with a kind of light on the pandemic and how you know leadership uh, has uh, transformed. So that's what the topic was about. So we represented Bosch in the East region, then uh, we went up to the national where the two teams from each region came up to it. And in the nationals, uh, our team came first, and I was adjudged adjudged as the uh, best manager of the year. So this is the tradition which followed, and we were proud to represent Bosch. And even the team was very, very touching this time. And we had to pick up a live use case from what we worked on, and yeah, that's about it. Wow. Okay, that gives me a nice segue. So what was what was the project that you worked upon? What was that uh, use case that you picked? Sure. So uh, as I said, the team was. transformation leadership and what is the winning strategy in uncertain times so um mm-hmm. how we built our framework is right from times immemorial uncertainty is not something new it has made an appearance it has shattered the universe the tales of gods and angels incarnating triumphing over different uncertainties restoring the cosmic balance all this is very very innumerable stories and especially indian mythology so one such legend is that of the dashavata and we chose the third avatar varaha as a framework to tell our success story and coming to the use case so i work for the mobility in india so we have a project house which is part of this laksha transformative program in bosch and there we had a project called as park with which is nothing but a smart parking solution so it helps people as a digital enabler to have a seamless experience for the parking and this solution went live just before the pandemic which is around the approximate set um, 2020 and with the covid i think the parking market was just shut down so what did we do the transmitter journey was very inspiring because the self motivated team decided not to get coked down with covid so the park zoos was converted to care zoos the park zoos actually is in the mobility domain care zoos is a project which we came up in the healthcare domain with absolute no prehistoric uh, experience in healthcare Using a platform and digitization, 
we stepped into healthcare and we were ready with the COVID patient tracking uh, for the government, the BBMB sector, and we entered the BBMB war room and our solutions were evaluated. So this transformation of a path to West to care to West from uh, like, you know, two domains which are probably East and West, and all this happened, the transformation is two and a half months, and today we are live in Bosch healthcare centers and we track close to 200 beds. So this transformative framework and what was the winning strategy what we presented in the forum. Wow, and uh, was this a virtual event this time? Yeah, every year it usually happens face to face and this time I think they also went with it for the first time. So we had some pointers like, you know, how was your roadmap, what were the challenges and how did this transformation happen? So uh, we had juries of uh, consisting of all CEOs, CFOs, entrepreneurs and uh, the feedback what we got was we kind of represented what transformation really means. And we also brought in the fact that the triple bottom line, you know, upliftment of planet, people and profit was what our framework of project did. For instance, CareZuis was a pro bono project given to the PPMB to trap the COVID pit, which was the need of the art at time, the attack in March. And the people led the transformation. And eventually it culminated to profit, where we had a commercial, commercialized version of CareZuis. And such a transformation and uncertainty, uh, you know, in a span of three months, this is what we kind of uh, depicted. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. I think, how are you handling your teams virtually uh, right now, Pavitra, in this pandemic? How hard or easy it is yeah, for you? I, said, <laughs> yeah, I think that's equally challenging for me as everyone would have said, like, you know, we miss our team boats, we miss the huddle, we miss the tea break, we miss the... We miss being there physically and there for each other. Things where you could have moved any impediment just by turning and looking at each other now requires a phone call for everything. You need to say, hi, hello, are you there? Sharing the screen. So all this kind of digital um, leaps even we've had. Um, yeah, we, we, we did face some initial challenges, but I think we've been pretty agile and we've adapted and things are good now. Good, good. So... Tell me about how did you get into Agile and why do you think it is important? Because I'm asking this question purely because we met through an Agile conference and uh, that is where I was introduced to you. And I love the way you entirely handled uh, a lot of things over there. I mean, I was on leave for a week and then you took it all, all on your shoulders. So how did you get into Agile and or what was the transformation or how was the transformation like? Yeah, for me, I think Agile is not a, a, a very uh, big deal or it's not a new block. It's, it's, for me, Agile is being cool. You kind of adapt and you get to respond to changes quickly. And most importantly, you can discover and learn along the way of building the product. And you, you can make your mistakes and look back at it, learn from it. So for me, more than all this, Agile is like a belief. It's a mindset that something is possible, uh, you know, on the way while you explode. So, and I strongly believe in it, not just in profession, but also in the personal life. And if you ask me why Agile is important, uh, professionally, it simply offers a competitive advantage what you could get by embracing it. That's it. Wow, great. Now, I will ask you this question because I have a different notion of Agile altogether. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, I'll put forward my perspective. So, what I think is, yeah. um, it is going to work amazingly well for an internet business, right? Or a consumer internet facing business. Um, and since you told right. me that you have worked on healthcare domains, uh, automotive uh, markets, 
can agile be applied over there because you are contributing to a much larger uh, group of people and as i said the after effects of failing fast or all of that could be detrimental so how did you navigate along those challenges because we're failing fast in terms of finding a solution or it could be a software solution that we worked upon as well but how did you navigate through that i think it's uh, just a myth that uh, you know agile can be only in the it or the internet yeah i agree it's more popular it's definitely more popular proven and people are probably embraced it more faster there but i've heard of manufacturing plants adapting agile and even with my experience we have set up an agile framework for sales as cool as that so sales is something which comes probably even after a, you know irrespective of the product you build whether it's a manufacturing or a software So we have had kind of an agile very quickly sales colleague we had the purchasing department we even had um, you know uh, people who are not so contributing to the development all of us coming to get together and responding quickly and trying to establish this product and quickly going right so as i said if i take the same example where you know we just stepped in from one uh, property a mobility domain to a healthcare mm-hmm. uh, even though the product involved rp software it was an iot solution it had lot of hardware it had firmware and even we involved the sales colleagues to pitch in and get the customers in a agile mode so i strongly believe it's just about the way you do how do you adapt how do you embrace things how do you approach things how do you look at a mindset so there uh, i still have hope that agile can be applied On that note, I also wanted to check with you or even get your insights on how do you build these high velocity teams because that's a um, that's the lingo that agile people use, right? So how do you build these yeah, high velocity right. teams or what does it even mean or how do you achieve that? Yeah, I think uh, high velocity see velocity is now kind of a, something very popular everyone you talk about wants to have a very high velocity high performing team. For me, velocity is only like a self-check. It's something like a BMI of the body. It's, it's something organic. What suits you and how you are able to, you know, be fit. That's how I see velocity as. It shouldn't be considered as a metric or it's not a comparing parameter. Uh, this team has. It's, it's a very popular myth in agile, right? What's your velocity? So that's not a question. What an external should ask someone who's performing within the team. It's something. What a question comes. from within the team on how we are doing it so it's a self benchmarking and it's probably doing better every day from within having said and that how do you uh, have a high velocity team for me i think just let it be don't make a big fuss out of it or don't micromanage or don't try to imbibe things and force a kind of a culture into the team if you kind of let the team be organic Have the trust in the team and let itself organize. I see velocity will be just an outcome which we can plan for. That that gives me or brings me to an excellent question again, which is how do you resist to micromanage? Because it's easy for us to not micromanage, but when the kind of work that we do has an immediate effect on I think asking questions is absolutely okay. That I think that's not micromanaging. Asking questions, anyone could ask questions. In fact, you need to kind of uh, have a culture where you let the team question themselves. So, how do I resist the micromanage? I'll just take a very uh, uh, common example. I'm a parent. I'm a mother of a toddler who's three years old. 
some of these aspects of management can be beautifully drawn parallel with kids. I think kids are the best teachers. So there was a stage when I had shifted from uh, uh, you know feeding to solids, and uh, typically I had the urge to kind of look into how much is he eating. How am I going to ensure all of this is going in? How many meals per day? I tried to kind of distract feed and uh, fit the meal time that got very very serious where I had to literally measure how much he's eating, try to stuff in food, show TV, show that, compare with all other kids. But then I realized that's only stressing me out. If I try to get into every smaller aspect, uh, you know, food is very important. That's going to be like your ecosystem within the body till you uh, uh, breed last. Then I just took a step back and I just put some few pieces of food on the plate and I just went away. Slowly things were getting better and uh, I was kind of giving him the capacity to judge his own stomach. So that lesson and the way beautifully now where I can see him healthy and it takes me very less effort and very less stress. This was something I tried of kind of drawing a parallel in the management. So why don't you just trust the team? Why don't you just let them pick what they want to do and how they want to execute it and be as an enabler rather than manage it. So uh, this I kind of experimented and I felt the results are more uh, lasting and sustainable. Yeah, of course, you will not be able to see the results immediately. But if you just let the team be what it is, trust them, enable them and motivate them, I think that that's the best way of uh, uh, enabling rather than managing. Which again brings me to another question. Um, so you said experimenting, which gave you the room with yeah. your toddler at the moment. How do you experiment with these teams when you, especially when you have a delivery in a couple of weeks? Typically, in an agile framework, you will have to deliver within two weeks or four weeks time frame. I assume, right? So how do you yeah. experiment yeah. within that time frame that you've got? Is it detrimental? What are the challenges that you see? Give us your thoughts. I think the Agile framework itself is beautifully built in on experimenting. Uh, the failing fast mode where uh, see, in a, typically in a traditional project management uh, the experiment the period or the result period would be a little longer. Here it's only a week or 10 days or typically if I take an average of 10 days, let's like consider a sprint. So there when you experiment and when you retrospect, you already know whether it's working or not. And based on those results, you can quickly adapt to the next. So it's not a very huge, uh, it, it's not something magical or it's not something which you'll have to spend a lot of time on. You would eventually get to know when that print is over. So I think Agile is built on that mode. And how do we experiment here? Yeah. Uh, we, we also have delivery, we also have to take care of the deadline. But we need to understand pressurizing or doing the micromanagement and giving the command control mode might work in a short term but it would lapse on a sustainable long-term strategic mode. So it is better to let the experiments fail quick, adapt and then build and then sustain. Amazing. On that note, how do you handle introverted people on your team? Do you have any? And if, if yes, how do you handle them? Uh, my belief is the a team is of course a mixture of, it's like a family, right? Not everyone is the same. Everyone has their personal uh, character, uh, the nature by which they are brought out. So my belief is, yeah, I have had introverts and um, yeah, I, it has taken them weeks to even open up. But what I have learned is just respect that it is okay to be an introvert. Give them that space, give them that time and still involve them. So maybe they would take time, but they would observe how the team is 
mingling in a stand-up or how the team is kind of interacting with each other. So involve them, but do not force them and respect them. Probably they would have their own way of expressing. So just pick up that and work on it. So I think that diversity, uh, we talk about diversity in uh, culture, diversity in uh, gender, diversity in the way we work. So this is the diversity in the person you are. Just respect it, give them the time and space. Amazing answer. I think culture, I'm, I'm a big fan of culture as well, Pavitra. The simple reason is culture is made by the people who were in it at that point in time. So if you can take care of the people who are there uh, at that moment in time, uh, I think it makes a lot of difference for the projects as well. Now, how important it is for us to be technical, uh, Pavitra? Or do we even have to be technical as managers, as product managers, as project managers? How important it is? Uh, I think the very word technical, at least for me, it is quite, uh, people have different perspective on it. Technical uh, for a developer or for a fresher or someone who's into the product development could be coding or could be giving the hands on it. For a salesperson, even if you know about the product, that is a technical knowledge. So it really depends on the context, but coming from an engineering company like uh, uh, Robert Bosch, where we are into the management of products and projects, technical intelligence would help us to kind of enable people and help you to build the right product. And it gives you a better understanding on what you build. So for me, technical is the technical knowledge of the product and you know what to build and what direction to it. And the other details, of course, we have the varied skill sets where people take care of it. So for me, as a manager, the process people, product knowledge is very important. So if you consider that as technical, yeah, we need to have the technical I completely agree with that as well. Um, how do you motivate your team? Like, for example, you know that in two weeks of time, you haven't delivered something and your product backlog typically keeps growing all the time. It never shrinks. And in my experience, it has always yeah. grown. How do you keep the morale up? How do you motivate your team? Yeah, I, I, I think it's definitely... Uh, important to be motivated because uh, there are only few things which as a project manager we have in control. For example, if we talk about the rewards and the award system and the salary and all that, that's pretty much in the forte of a company, right? That's not something what we can take care of. But there are some things for sure we could take care of. I mean, instead of being very gentle, let me just take an example. So uh, we have some processes which are mandatory, right? Like you have to find out why the quality is dipping, why there are so many review issues, and all these retrospections, when the ceremonies come into picture every sprint, sometimes, you know, you don't get that response and the team is a little uh, demotivated to kind of uh, pour in and be there every sprint acting like a delivery. So I'll just give you an example of a simple exercise I did. So after a milestone, I wanted the team to come together and give me some inputs. So I did not start directly with the presentation of what went well, what did not go well. I said, give me 15 minutes, I'm going to present something. What I done was I mapped a cartoon character to uh, my team was around 15 or 19 that time. So I had uh, invested some time and talked through what kind of people are. And I had mapped the cartoon character to each one of them. I had Hulk, and I had Spider-Man, and I had Bahubali. So all that and people really enjoyed it. And the post that session, I could see some kind of modeling and people kind of participating to it and... Uh, and even today, we kind of address some people with that nickname, what we formed. So what I mean to say is that people element, especially in the digital mode, to get that attention or to think in some perspective and get the point or the outcome of the meeting, post it is really 
helpful. This is what at least I have discovered. So try to have something, keep that right part of the brain on throughout your meeting. Have something out of the way and have something uh, questioning or interrogating, something which people would uh, kind of respond to and relate to. And if you keep that people element and what is in it for them and uh, some kind of, uh, um, uh, you know, you can capture their heart and soul to it, I think it works well, even if it is a very hard for technical you wonderfully set it up for my next question as well, Pavitra. So I'm a uh-huh. um, firm believer of having a good EQ on a team, emotional intelligence, than even playing on IQ. Because I believe that IQ will get commoditized over the next decade or over the next five years as well. And EQ is something that you need to have. Now, yeah. when we are going through this transformation, everyone is talking about mm-hmm. EQ, which is empathy and, and being empathetic towards your colleagues or being kind. And I think I am seeing a paradigm shift from, mm. um, you know, a, a, a boss and an employee culture versus being friends, right? Being right. friends with your manager. So why do you think it is important? And uh, have you done it? If you've done it, how did you put it to play? I, I love this question. Thanks for that, Sharad. I think the empathy, uh, being kind to people, um, then understanding, getting into a little more of interpersonal skills, all that have traditionally been marked as a feministic value. If you see in uh, traditional uh, leadership or management, um, we had that kind of, uh, it was so-called classified as masculine value, command and control, the communication skills, getting things, the planning, all that. But I think post-pandemic at least, it has been very much proven, the so-called marked feministic values are those which have made the change and enable the transformation of what we are today. We talk about collaboration, then we talk about, you know, uh, more flexibility, uh, let's continue to work from home, let us understand the work-life balance. But earlier we had work and life. I think now it's all just in one place. Uh, we suddenly have uh, HR policies with some more family-oriented, we involve them. So all these have made the, uh, you know, the rising expectations balance to what we can deliver. So as organizations have come out effortlessly to stand behind the employee, ensure their safety, um, you know, well-being during the pandemic, so those are the ones which have made the difference and kind of brought out what it is. So today, uh, if you talk about any TV talks or what the leaders talk, they talk about empathy. They talk about what uh, they would do to understand their employees, the needs of the colleagues, you know, and simultaneously stay on the growth track. So that paradigm shift has definitely been enabled to reach so-called feministic value. And I think uh, the pandemic has brought it out in light. So, yeah, kudos to it. It's great. So I would personally value emotions. And I always value capability rather than capability. And uh, EQ and VQ together, I think it's in the rock. I completely agree. And... Uh... I saw this meme somewhere and uh, I also remember that we also were a great fan of memes during our Agile conference. I saw yeah. a meme that <laughs> right. um, recently that some of the leaders, I mean, some of the changes in the organizations that the leaders could not bring for a very long time, I think the pandemic has brought it right away. So, and you rightly put it across. Um, what yeah, is the yeah. one common myth about our professions that you would like to debunk? Um, I wouldn't say profession because I think rather there's lots and lots of uh, myths revolving around IT that we just 
look at the computer tak 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 only a brain work i think we do beyond that so today if you take any sector you you talk about agriculture it is there you talk about railway it is there you talk about food industry anything that connects people i think we are there so we have pretty much broken all those uh, myths of you know uh, the kind of uh, degree of uh, work or the labor what we do but uh, there is one myth in it which i would like to break taking my example there is a myth that if you are in a company for very long you kind of uh, get stagnant i want to debunk that uh, the point is where you are matters but what and how you do things matter the more so i joined at a pressure it would have completed around 10 years i've been in the same department so even technically i've got like wide range of experiences from you know being in an established project which is now running for more than 15 years which is still the cash cow of the department that process and all that takes a kind of a, a, a more um, important and i've also been to models of automation where projects were scrapped out but i got the best learnings in terms of you know performing a cost benefit analysis how do you convince your customers and today i've been to the mobility sector where we are building a digital ecosystem and i believe uh, apart from this all the extracurricular activities the event management uh, the anchoring being there for ideation workshops all that has brought out the best uh, project or program management skills you know when you do a event that is when you learn what is the program management or project management because you have budgeting there you have scheduling you have to handle dynamics you have to handle people in motion you have to handle risk management being agile so all that i thoroughly enjoyed and uh, today when people ask me how could you been there for 10 years without jumping i would rather say i think the variety is in the spice so it is about what you undertake and how you do and how you make a difference stands out so probably even if i jump like eco company this wide range of experience and the variety probably i might not have get it so don't wait for an opportunity just grab it shine it and make a difference nice sweet um how do you hire people on your team uh, pavitra do you make those choices um, what some... go ahead go ahead please sharat i didn't get that last part your voice so how do you hire people on your team how do i hire yeah i think of course the technical um, uh, excellence of course matters it has to match with what we are looking for but beyond that one thing what i look for is the coachability Uh, like you know the attitude really matters so this might be a popular dialogue but why that has happened is we've had experience especially when we talk about an agile team a collaboration really matters so like now we have executed the project for one year we have already a set benchmark of how the team has so well collaborated so when you get a new person onto the team the balancing of the dynamics matters more and dynamic is directly proportional to your delivery trust me So when you have to balance the dynamics, what matters? It, it, it's the attitude and how the person is. So we always look for a very collaborative person in our team, and that has worked best for us. I completely agree, and even I keep saying this. Or uh, one of the mantras that I also use while hiring um, is that if if the person joining can understand or uh, can roll with my current boys and girls in the team, and he has to just gel well with the team. So that's one of the most important things that I look for. because hiring is guessing you know after you you hire only then you know um so i think we all get better with it as uh, with our experience so thank you for that one uh, right. pavitra now hi five for akshara i am a strong believer of that as well yeah thank you thank you
Now, I want to ask you a very interesting question. How would your parents describe what you do for a living? Uh, my parents, I think, typical students, uh, they say software engineer. But at least I think uh, my parents at least understand that I do something beyond because one day they see me kind of hosting a cultural event, one sudden day they see me going for a conference or a technical uh, idea. So they understand, I think, this is where I um, probably want to be or she's picking out things, but she can't pretend that something. But yeah, if they have to describe what I do. They say that, you know, um, I'm a software engineer, but they're very proud of the fact that I've been in Bosch. I mean, just a small story connected to that. So when I was in my high school, uh, we used to stay in Koramangalam. So myself and my dad, we used to go shopping to Majwala Market to, you know, buy vegetables. So on the way back, I think I didn't have a ambition or something that time. I looked at the uh, building, Koramangala building, that time there was no forum. So I said one day I would get into a company like this. So I, didn't, I didn't know I would take it that serious and I ended up here. So probably kind of I'm in a place where I aim to be. Uh, but for parents, yeah, I think they've given me a lot of independence in choosing. But if you ask them to describe what I do, it would be a software engineer. <laughs> so love that. Um, I want to ask you an interesting question. So what is the one thing that your program did for your um, client that you did not expect? Like a fork in the road, like an unexpected situation where everything... Uh, in front of you was a hurdle. So what was that? Did you ever have that kind of situations with your clients? Yeah, I wouldn't say a turn, but a sudden unexpected U-turn. So initially when we started the project, it was like in, in our company, at least we have typically a project um, ownership where it lies with the client and we do the engineering activities or where we take the complete ownership. So at least when we started the project, initially the client did not believe in Agile because I don't know, because of the previous uh, experience with Agile or uh, uh, not sure of uh, the different kind of aspects which we came across. Mm-hmm. So uh, then we executed and after some time he said, I think now I understand what Agile project <laughs> is. And the U-turn for us was, um, Sharat, I yes. think I'm not able to hear you. Am I audible now? Yeah, you're audible now. And how about me? Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead. I think this is a classic uh, case of people asking, am I audible? And all of our discussions over the internet, all of our virtual engagements happen (laughs) with this one question, can you hear me first? (laughs) Can you hear me? Is my screen visible? Yes, uh... (laughs) yes. Well, I I keep joking as well. It's with some of the clients that I'm working with, for right now i even tell them that you know what this this can you see or my internet dropped is like saying i'm stuck in traffic ah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a common reason go ahead um i, I i'm sorry for uh, interrupting go ahead no not at all so what i was saying we had a u-turn went from engineering responsibility he from project manager uh, he gave us a kind of a full stack product management experience and he entrusted it with the entire project so right from customer onboarding to uh, indirectly marketing it and to take the ownership of the product, build the product roadmap and for the kind of a digital marketplace ecosystem what we are building is a complete strategic project which at least I see a roadmap of next two to three years. So that was a pleasant roadmap where you know a lot of um, uh, kind of sudden ownership and something which we are not used to and we only focus on the engineering. So that was a little interesting for me and we are, I think we are grabbing it as an opportunity and we are still uh, uh, probably thinking a lot on how to go ahead with it. This is just one incident what I could share off, yeah. 
great great so what do you think is overrated about our profession what do you think is underrated about our profession <laughs> <laughs> okay um that's my personal view i feel some of these certifications are kind of overrated i mean not naming any but uh, especially in project management uh, compared to the technical career path um the the kind of that branding the certifications of project management that is a little overrated of course i do important branding is you know to some extent it can take your career ahead but that slight more focus on the typical certification and what is underrated is probably uh, the range or uh, the categories of work what we do i think uh, we are into a lot more uh, different scenarios that what people think of the kind of stakeholders what we deal with for instance if we talk to the management the process guys the client uh, the team then to ourselves sometimes so i think sometimes we are a punch bag and the range of topics what we deal with it has soft skill it has technical it has people management it has risk management so that work or the range of categories of work as i said uh, which has um, uh, leadership and the product touch with it that is a little bit underrated Oh I truly agree with the certifications Pavitra I see a lot of them uh, going through these certifications no offense to anybody but uh, I yeah, would love right, to right. see these skills put to play right uh, that's when you will actually reap whatever you learn it's like um, I we all finished engineering but we realized after we got our jobs um, how hard it is to actually put those things to play so all of those exactly. people all of those listeners who are actually pursuing your certifications put them to play please Now one interesting question that I wanted to ask you Pavitra is when will Pavitra say I made it in my career what's your ambition what do you want to be known for both professionally and uh, personally as well To be very honest I I don't have any uh, kind of you know task goal and then I'm trying to hit that bull's eye but one thing which has kept me going and uh, where I already feel I've made it is the HQ this is just a new terminology I've heard of EQ VQ IQ so many things is HQ HQ is like happiness quotient for me so if i take up anything any activity or any event or any project or a small venture in my personal life if it is able to satisfy my soul and i feel that happiness i think then i feel i've beat it i truly agree with you and i cannot thank you for that answer pavitra because happiness drives everything and even in teams that we have today if the team is happy i think it's easy for us to motivate them i think it's easy for us to keep the morale up everything just falls into place isn't it it's like a marriage that happens um although it's right. tough you know where people want to have each other's back i think that kind of a team is really hard to achieve and you hit the nail on the head happiness has to be the next important thing right after emotional intelligence now thank you so much pavitra and if people want to know more about you where can they find you can you leave us your uh, the platforms that you're on where they can connect with you more to ask these questions personally and both professionally yeah i think probably a mix of platform or an informal one i think i'm there on fb and i'm there on linkedin as well so yeah anytime i i certainly want collaboration i'm a very very uh, people looking forward kind of a person so looking forward for a lot of interactions and discussions and sharat thanks a lot for this is very very interesting questions and i thoroughly enjoyed the session thank you thank you so much pavitra and thank you for um, agreeing on a weekend 
and uh, thank you for taking the time out today and even speaking with me thank you so much pavitra all the best sharat good going with the podcast yeah thank you see thank you soon bye bye see you then bye guys so if you enjoyed the episode please do leave us a review and until next time thank you so much